the MLS is going to be interesting, bro. The MLS is interesting. We got Gareth Bell going down there, joining the MLS after you know qualifying Wells, uh, having this illustrious career at Real Madrid despite being injured a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And then we hear rumors that Bale's going to Hetafe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shocked me, man. As soon as they qualified for that World Cup, uh, there was rumors that he was going to Hetafe. And I'm like, Hetafe? I mean, no disrespect. <laughs> but it was like, apparently Mad- Bale wanted to stay in Madrid. And so one of the options was potentially Hetafe, who's yeah, also part right. of the Madrid community. Yeah. But I was like, there's just, there's no way, man. I mean, that would be one of the biggest signings in Hetafe's history by far. Uh, but it just didn't. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Bale's too high profile to go to that type of team. Even though, honestly, Hetafe have been solid for like the last three yeah. years. Yeah. Like, no disrespect to them. It's just Bale's just too high profile. Yeah, man. I think so. So yeah. he's, he's going to be in LA, you know, Hollywood, man. And he's just going to be, be popping off. Carlos Vela, Doug Costa, man. So it's, it's going to yeah. be completely fine. I like it, honestly, because he's going to be in shape. He's going to be playing 90 minutes as long as he's healthy. Seeing Bale in the MLS, he's going to get pretty good competition, honestly. I, I love it. I'm going to be catching LAFC games for sure now if Bale's starting, man. Hey, hey guys. Welcome to the stream. Welcome. Welcome. Up, Come on in. Sit down with us. Let's talk some transfer news. Transfers. We've got a lot to dig into when it comes to Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the potential goats of the game. To many people, the goat of the game. We are the Give and Go Boys. My name is Reynoso. I'm here with my co-host, Saltero. What's up, guys? Here to give you guys insight on all things this offseason, the, the, this transfer window that's going on right now. Yeah. A lot of moves happening. A lot of juicy rumors. Juicy, bro. But we got to start overseas. We got to start. We got to start in the <laughs> land of goats, man. <laughs> the land of goats. The, the land where goats reside. And that is Manchester United right now. Man. Yeah. We got Cristiano Ronaldo there officially submitting his transfer request to leave the club. We know how competitive Ronaldo can be, how he's always chasing that challenge. He's always looking for that silverware. And he's realized, I'm not going to get that at Man United. Yeah. And that, honestly, I'm a little frustrated, man. You know, before we go into this, I just want to give my own how I feel Absolutely. about Ronaldo Absolutely. submitting his transfer request. Because I was going about my daily life. I was calm. I was happy looking at what Atletico <laughs> might, tra- might, might sign. Right. And then out of nowhere... Ronaldo submits his request to leave Manchester United yeah. a year before his cr- contract comes to an end. And I'm just like, why? There was such a saga. It surprised you. It, it, it did surprise yeah. me solely from the point of view that there was so much drama in last year's saga for Ronaldo to find yeah. a home. There was talks of him going to City, breaking United hearts, even talks of him maybe going to PSG, joining up with Messi. Yeah. And ultimately, he went back home in dramatic fashion to where it essentially all began for his illustrious career, Manchester United. That was my immediate reaction. But then you think about it for two minutes and it's immediately what you just said. Manchester United is not in the Champions League, man. Ronaldo doesn't know what the Europa League's soundtrack <laughs> sounds like, man. He has no He's idea. Never that music in his he, life, yeah, yeah, bro, you yeah. Gotta hear that anthem and be like, where the hell am I, man? <laughs> like, honestly. So yeah. it makes complete sense that Ronaldo's like, I got to get out of here. Absolutely. Solely to keep the legacy of his own career. Yeah. And dude, I think it's so representative of how bad of a season Man United just went through, bro. Oh, yeah. This is so unlike them in terms of their history and what they've been able to achieve. Yeah. They, they do the opposite, man. Stars hope to go play for Manchester United. Manchester, yeah. At least that's how it was from like 1995 to like 2010. But things have switched up this whole decade, man. And now they're on the verge of losing Cristiano Ronaldo. Despite his age, that's still Cristiano Ronaldo, their golden boy. 
the, yeah. the man that was born and bred there. Yeah. And he's looking to go to a different team. And we've got we got to discuss what are some of these teams that he could potentially go to. We've heard rumors of Chelsea wanting to snag him. Will yeah. Will Manchester United be okay with with him going to another rival, a league rival? Or is he going to switch up leagues and go to Bayern and join, join Sadio Mane and maybe even Robert Lewandowski if he stays? Yeah, true. Very true. There's a, there's a lot of rumors going around. What's tricky about this situation is that literally nothing is concrete about Ronaldo, man. This transfer came honestly pretty sudden, I think, for Manchester United themselves. Because obviously, being a professional club, they're going to say that same shtick of... We're not selling Ronaldo. Yeah. That, that, that's the word out of Manchester United. We're not selling him. He's not for sale. He's going to be a United player and see out his contract this year. Um, but the thing is, what, what interests me about this is, I wonder if Ten Hag, how he views this whole saga. Because is Ronaldo kind of in Ten Hag's plans? Because when you look at the philosophy of, philosophy of Eric Ten Hag, their Manchester United's new coach, he almost seems like a guy who's trying to reinvigorate this squad with a bunch of ex-Ajax players, yeah. uh, the youth that Manchester United already have. I wonder if he's low-key kind of happy that Ronaldo's looking to move away because I remember when Ronald Koeman got, uh, was the coach of Barcelona. One of the first things he said was, we got to stop relying on Messi, right? Mm -hmm. Which ended up being a pretty big mistake because Barcelona are pretty much nothing without him, at least for a while. It was a huge transition for Barcelona. But for Ten Hag to kind of maybe have that similar mannerism of, I don't know if I want Ronaldo as my starting winger solely because he's such a big star. I wonder how Ten Hag kind of views this whole transfer. Is he kind of excited that maybe maybe Ronaldo's not going to be part of the plans and he won't have to be the reason why? Yeah, I think he's not because he doesn't fit the timeline for Manchester United, man. Yeah. And my, my question is, where does he fit the timeline? We're going to go to the chat to see what people think, where people think he should go. We got Erevaño Sagrado Chivas being mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Send him over to Liga MX. Thanks, man, that'd be fun. Uh, we have PSG, Imagine, PSG being mentioned, yeah. The Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, Ronaldo that, that's overload, bro. All right, guys, I want to take some time out to give a shout out to our sponsor. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce NordVPN. That's right, NordVPN is a VPN service that keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. Recently, this this actually helped you when you were over in uh, Costa Rica, no? Yeah, being outside the country, you know, using this broadcasting service I use in the States, like Hulu or Fubo, I don't have the same broadcasting access though once you're outside the country, but using NordVPN, I can set my IP address as, as if I'm in the States and then I get the same access that I have. You can do the inverse and be in the States and set your IP address as if you're in Britain. So yeah, it just yeah, it's really, access it's, whatever yeah. broadcasting services you kind of want. Yeah. yeah, a really useful tool if you're a football fan or if you just like to roam the internet securely. So yeah. make sure to get NordVPN and make sure to use our promo code that's nordvpn.com slash give and go i'll say it one more time nordvpn.com slash give and go you'll get a great discount on a two-year plan that gives you one free month so you'll definitely get your money's worth with this service and i highly recommend you guys go go purchase it so nordvpn guys go use our promo code the link is down in the description and thank you to nordvpn for sponsoring us once again yeah and let's let's entertain that psg one because when you think about Ronaldo, again, just like last year when Messi and Ronaldo were looking for new suitors, 
Ronaldo can only go to a specific set of teams. Realistically, man. Yeah. If you're being yeah, realistic, being realistic Ronaldo can only go to a few set of teams purely because of the wage that he demands and the type of team that he personally wants to play with. Yeah. So you, you you look at Italy, he's he's done with Italy. Juventus was the only team that could really afford him yeah. and no other team can even get close to affording him. And now let's go to France. Why not? PSG is the only team that could realistically yeah. afford Ronaldo in France. But I feel like they've already set their minds. They have Mbappe. They we're, That was another big signing, if you will, this summer was Paris keeping Mbappe. So they have Mbappe set for the next couple of years. Messi staying for it to see out his contract at Paris. And that, that seems pretty secure. And they still have Neymar. So it's like... Where's Ronaldo going to yeah, fit? Where does he fit? Where does he right? fit? Wage-wise, yeah. on the pitch, where does Ronaldo fit at Paris? That one probably makes the least sense out of all the rumors that are going around solely because of the personnel that are on PSG. Ronaldo just doesn't fit in that squad, man. Someone would be completely unhappy, whether it's Mbappe, Neymar, Ronaldo, or Messi, man. Hey, put him in the midfield, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but we got one of our commenters saying... This is from DNF2323. says, Chelsea, 60% chance. PSG, 20% chance. Madrid, 10% chance. And any other team, 10% chance. Honestly, not, honestly, I I'm, like I'm those percentages. Yeah. You think Chelsea's the favorite? <sighs> I think Chelsea, again, okay, so let's go, let's go to the Premier League, right? Liverpool aren't going to get Ronaldo. They're, they're set. They have Klopp's philosophy. Ronaldo's not a part of that, like, whatsoever. Liverpool's out of the books. Tottenham are already signing a lot of other players. Yeah, Richarlison, no, as an yeah. example. They're not going for Ronaldo, as they already have. Conte already has his list of players yeah. that he wants. Ronaldo's not a part of that. Chelsea. Well, Chelsea get interesting because they had, a obviously, a very lackluster season last year in front of goal. Um, Ziyech didn't really work out. Obviously, we saw Timo Werner... Um, we saw Timo Werner and Romelu Lukaku just not work out. So Chelsea are struggling right now in front of goal. Pulisic, another name that had an offseason really last year. I, I don't see Ronaldo having that much success going to Chelsea solely because of like, they're fully focused on getting players like Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And I don't know if Ronaldo's going to really, really uh, be able to kind of fit into that Chelsea squad. Okay. I think I think there's a fit for him. I do think so because Chelsea's at an interesting point offensively. They got a lot of different like variables. Is Pulisic staying? Is he leaving? <laughs> yeah. Are they opening up? R Lukaku leaving is a big one. Like th that presence is going to be gone now. They need a certified nine to just score goals for him. Can Ronaldo fulfill that role? The other team that I think is worth mentioning is Bayern, man. That's the only other one. But I just don't see I don't see <laughs> I don't see Ronaldo going to Augsburg. Going to Hamburg <laughs> and like having a good time. Here's the thing with Bayern Munich, bro. The problem with Bayern, and it's not so much a problem, it's their philosophy, dude. Um, Bayern have always had, especially in these last 10 to 15 years, a very specific philosophy on the type of players that they obtain in the transfer window. I mean, let, let's look at their squad. If you look at their back line, it's, it's a bunch of almost, at the time, very low-key transfers. They got Alfonso Davies from Vancouver. The MLS market cap can only go so high, so that was a, a pretty fair price for Bayern to get a player like that. Yeah. You look at Benjamin Pavard, they got him from lowly Stuttgart at the time. 
a very simple transfer for Bayern. And then you look at their uh, center backs. They got Upa Meccano, and then they had Niklas Schuller last year, although yeah. they let him go to Dortmund. Again, those two players are just from little brother German teams, right? Yeah. Bayern is such a... They have that big bro mentality in the Bundesliga that they just go to any Bundesliga team and they're going to get a good deal on pretty much any player that they want. And Upe Mekano is not the only Leipzig player that they've gotten in recent times. They got Joshua Kimmich from Leipzig, Marcel Sabitzer from Leipzig, and also the coach Julian Nagelsmann from Leipzig as well. <laughs> Bayern gets whoever the they want from the Bundesliga. But another big point to make is that these are all somewhat low-key transfers for That's Bayern. That's a good point. No. Bayern yeah. rarely, it's very, very rare that Bayern go for the superstar name. I think their last truly big superstar name was maybe Robert Lewandowski at the time who took Dortmund to a Champions League yeah. final and would ultimately lose to Bayern. But that's the thing. Still, it was within the Bundesliga and they just picked Rev Lewandowski from little brother Borussia Dortmund, yeah, man. Yeah. So Bayern are all about these low-key transfers. Yeah. And you can talk about, well, what about Sadio Mane? That is a high-profile transfer for sure. But I think with, with Mane, the bigger thing there is his age. He's 30, I think, what, 31 mm -hmm. years of age. So he still has a couple of years left in him, but they got him on a free. They didn't go out and seek him to pay $80 million for his transfer. For Ronaldo, they'd have to pay his contract just to get him. Yeah. They'd have to pay out his one-year contract for Manchester United. And I don't think Bayern have the philosophy or willingness to do something like that. Well, here, here's, where, here's where this team comes in. I think a team that has a good philosophy and willingness, uh, as mentioned from some of the chat comments that we have going on right now, is Real Madrid. Real Madrid. I thought about have this last night. Have we completely ruled out Real, Cristiano Ronaldo going back home to Real Madrid and just keeping that engine running, man. They're so, they're so well-oiled. They're so well-drilled right now. Madrid has such a great system, yeah. such a team build. He knows the players there. He knows the system. He knows the team. Yeah. Why not just go back to that, man? I thought about that because obviously Madrid is... Uh, United is where Ronaldo made his name, but Madrid is where Ronaldo made his legacy, right? Obviously winning all of those Champions Leagues under Real Madrid. Here's the thing I don't like about the idea of Ronaldo going back, man. He left on weird terms. And that means something. Okay. It, it wasn't that. It's like Messi. I could see Messi going back to Barcelona solely because the club was very vocal that it was like board's fault, man. Yeah. yeah. The the club was like, look, Messi, we love you, we want you to stay, but financially, we just can't keep you, man. Yeah. We just can't. With Madrid, as soon as Ronaldo won that Champions League, he's like, yeah, I'm out, man. Like it's just not. <laughs> I'm I'm not happy here yeah. anymore. Basically, is what he said. I I don't think the board wants me. I don't feel I don't feel as loved here anymore. I'm going to Juve is essentially what he said. And so for me, that same board, Florentino Perez, is still a part of that same Real Madrid squad. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that for Ronaldo. And I think that's the back of his head when he thinks about going back to Madrid is, why go back if they honestly were low-key completely fine with letting him go in the first place? A second thing I think why Madrid is just not going to happen is because when you look at Madrid's most recent signings, it's all youth, bro. Oh, Vinicius Jr., Rodrigo, absolutely. even Valverde when they got mm -hmm. him, Camavinga last year, Chuameni this mm -hmm. year. It's all youth. And they're just letting slowly letting go, go of that old guard. Uh, Sergio Ramos was the face of Real Madrid, and they were willing to let him go a couple last yeah, year. absolutely. Or two seasons ago, whenever it was. So 
for them to go for 37-year-old Ronaldo doesn't really fit with the t- transfer DNA that Madrid is following right now, bro. I don't see it happening. Here's, here's, here's what I want, I'm wondering, chat. Chat, I want you guys to answer this because Ronaldo is obviously seeking something. He wants more silverware. He wants more trophies. Yes. What does Ronaldo, despite the team that he goes to, it'll probably be a Champions League team. Let's say he, he's in a Champions League squad and he's competing. What does another Champions League trophy do for Ronaldo's legacy? Chat, let me know. What does it do for Ronaldo's legacy? It, what, is, what is it going to take for a lot of you guys? Messi fans, is another Champions League trophy going to put you put him above Messi? Do you need to see him win a World Cup? What do you guys need to see from Ronaldo in order to just push him into that upper echelon if he's not already there for you? And that's why I'm truly curious because yeah. the team that he picks is going to be very important. It's going to dictate that. It's going to dictate the rest of his legacy and the rest of his career. Oh, he's probably yeah. going to end his career at that team. So if he goes to Bayern, if he goes to Real Madrid, if he goes to Chelsea, right, right. what does competing once again do for his legacy? Well, see, and, and that's why I completely understand Ronaldo's want to leave United. Because what's been so big about Cristiano Ronaldo are those big European moments yeah. on a Tuesday or Wednesday it, man. night, man. Yeah. That's what we all live for as fans of this sport, man. And for Ronaldo to be playing on a Thursday is disrespectful, man. <laughs> it's disrespectful. So, so, <laughs> so I completely get it. So yeah, you talk about his legacy. I, I think he has to go. He has to. He has to, to, to. man. So he's got, he has to, no matter what it is, taking a huge pay cut, somehow begging another club to like find room financially. He has to go to a Champions League uh, performing club. He absolutely has to because the legacy for Ronaldo is so, so big. Messi's been able to kind of book that ticket by going to PSG, which honestly, now that I think, look at back at it, Great career move from Messi because he's. I don't know about no, that. Man. He's, he's I don't know about win. that. You're tripping, bro. Because <laughs> he's going to win silver in France still. And of yeah. course, he's going to be playing it with Champions, uh, Champions League let's, football. Let's see what the chat's saying. So <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got Mercurial 13 saying wherever he lands, it's going to be one year, then back to sporting for the final two years. We haven't mentioned sporting. I thought about that too. <laughs> Chelsea would go south with Ronaldo. <laughs> Uh, for uh, for Adam Spicer, he says club wise nothing. It's going to depend on how he performs at the World Cup this year in terms of like where does he what what's going to impact his legacy that's actually the most. A great, that's actually a great yeah. point because this will be Ronaldo's last like high performing World Cup. Yeah. Uh, once again, DNF two three two three says he needs a better World Cup performance. That's what he needs. But another Champions League title would buff it for sure. Buff it up for sure. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. It's it's just a question of like his future is so. <laughs> Like in the limelight right now. Yeah. And he's got to make the right decision here yeah. for not just his career, but for his legacy. Man. Oh, absolutely. But that's kind of what's confusing about this whole situation because if you look back a year ago, why did Ronaldo come yeah. back to United? Well, they, they came off of a, of a, a, good, a good season. season. Yes. Uh, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting second place in the Prem. And yeah. so I think that's kind of what what messed around with, with the perception of Manchester United at the time. Yeah. And what's... If you're a Ronaldo fan, if you're a fanboy of this guy, which who isn't, it's frustrating that United just couldn't basically keep all of their shit together because ultimately, Ronaldo could have retired here, man. He could have been here for another two, three years 
retire at the age of 40 with the club that really gave him his name. That would have been beautiful, man. And I think that's what Ronaldo had in mind when he signed for so. United so. in the first yeah. place. So that's why I think this whole thing, for me personally, bro, so frustrating. Because like, why, why couldn't it have just worked out? He was United's top goal scorer last year. They didn't win a single game without him in the lineup. And, and it's just like, that's the type of reliance that they have on this guy, which again, is understandable, but it's like, why can't you just have better yeah. performances from the rest of the squad? Yeah. This is frustrating. I, I, I'm, I'm a little upset that we're even talking about Ronaldo <laughs> leaving, man. <laughs> no, dude, I agree. Manchester United really, really messed this they one up, They messed this one up, and They dude. messed it up, and that's indicative of where that club is right now. Dude. Yeah. That's indicative. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... But Talking, you know, we can have some fun here because I know one of, the, one of the chat, one of the chat uh, members mentioned sporting. Yeah, that that's let's talk sporting, man. That's so Back interesting because you know, a couple weeks ago we were talking about you know, will Messi ever go back home to what would be Barcelona? Because yeah. that's you know, he was has been in Spain since he was 11 years old. So for him to move to Paris was such a big career move for Messi because he was supposed to be the one club type of player. Yeah. Um, but for Ronaldo to go back home to Portugal. I, I I thought about this last night. I've thought about it before as this season came to an end a couple or a month ago, yeah. I guess now. I don't think it'll ever happen, man, solely because the Portuguese league is just not in the spotlight, man. I mean, if the French league is, you know, semi in the spotlight, the Portuguese league isn't even the there, dark, man. In the it's, shadows. In the, it's in the shadows, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's no disrespect because obviously so many good players come from Porto, Benfica, and Sporting. But just as far as media coverage goes, the Portuguese league gets nothing, man. So if Ronaldo goes back home to play in Portugal, he just he won't be in the limelight anymore. There'll be no yeah. more articles on him. There'll be no more coverage. Like I, I don't know of any big broadcasting company yeah. in the States that covers Portuguese league realistically. So it's just like Ronaldo can't go to Portugal. <laughs> if he's if he's trying to make a move now to stay in the limelight, right, right. going to Portugal is the exact opposite. Well, dude, the, the problem is he doesn't have any ties with good Portuguese squads right now. He's he's not he didn't come from Benfica. That's he true. didn't come from FC Porto. I could at least see some alternate universe where he goes to like Benfica. You know, they're still playing Champions League football. They maybe maybe that quarterfinal. Right. And, and Ronaldo's right. there that time around. Or, or FC Porto, even. Maybe he's the guy that can finally take a Portuguese <laughs> club <laughs> to like a semifinal, to like a semifinal <laughs> of Champions League. But that's not going to happen because he doesn't have ties to either one of those two teams. He has ties with Sporting, who's usually like a top five squad in Portugal. But you just never know. You never know with them if they're going to be really good or they're going to be a little bit mediocre. Oh, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I agree in terms of. Ronaldo, when we talk about, you know, we can talk about talent, who's the best one between him and Messi, but in terms of popularity, bro, nah. it's Ronaldo, man. No, he's, yeah. He's, let's just look at the Instagram followers. Like, <laughs> he is the most popular footballer in the world. Yeah, of all time. The idea of him not being in that limelight doesn't sit right with me, man. He's yeah, got to be yeah, somewhere where bro. he still gets good media coverage yeah. and just is, is, the, is the intention, the epicenter of world football. Yeah, completely agree, man. <sighs> yeah. So ultimately then, realistically, if you had to name one club, bro, where do you think he's going to go? I say both Ronaldo and Messi go to Inter Miami. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think if I got to be realistic, man, I think it's Chelsea, but I have to, I just can't get over the part of Man United giving him away to a league rival, man. Yeah. That's just, that's too close. But in terms of situation, in terms of what I think is best for him, right. 
I think he needs to stay in the prem and needs to go to a better managed club. And I know Chelsea's a little chaotic as Chelsea's well. Chelsea's pretty chaotic right yeah. now, but but at least there's a better setup. There's a better coach there. There's a better coach there. I trust them more to do better with Ronaldo than the Manchester United any day, man. Yeah. So I'm going with Chelsea. What about you? Yeah. So before I, I guess I give my take on this, I forgot to mention one more absurd rumor, bro. Ronaldo to Barcelona. You hear that, man? <laughs> you think, uh, blasphemy, man. Blasphemy, yeah, I'm, hear, I'm man. hearing it, bro. I'm not accepting it, but I'm hearing it. It's rubbish, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense for Ronaldo to go to Barcelona solely based off of the resume that his career has had. Yeah. Look, I understand technically Barcelona actually might honestly could probably use a player like Ronaldo, yeah. a veteran presence and a very young offensive line. It could make sense personnel-wise, but historically, legacy-wise, makes zero sense for Ronaldo to go to Barcelona. But here's what I think is going to happen, man. Last year, there was big talks of Harry Kane wanting to leave, begging Tottenham to let him go. And ultimately, what happened? He stayed. He stayed. They couldn't find a suitor. Manchester City ultimately was like, we just, we just can't, we can't pay that high price. Yeah. We don't know. We might get messy at the time. They weren't sure. And Kane stayed, and he had a weird start to the season, just emotionally weird, weird, yeah. very weird. weird. You know, it was like going back to your ex type, type, <laughs> type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. But come the end of the season, Kane looked good. Yeah, man. And he looked almost happy that he was like, you know what? Maybe this worked out for the better. Yeah. I think the same thing is going to happen here. I think Ronaldo's ultimately not going to get that move that he wants, but somehow, some way, even though it's going to be a weird start to the season, I think Ronaldo's going to stay at United and make this work. Yeah. Okay. That's Fair what enough. I think. Fair enough. Let's see what the chat thinks. What does the chat think? I can see him going to Roma. Roma. Wow. I just don't think they can afford wow. it, man. Honestly. Wow. We got another, uh, another user saying it's Juventus or AC Milan back to Italy. Back to the league. Um, how about Chelsea? We got some Chelsea fans. Man City is where he should have gone. It's another comment. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's interesting. Because he had that yeah. option. Yeah. That Honestly, if you could run this back, might, he should have yeah, chosen he City. To, he bro. went to the wrong Manchester team. <laughs> uh, DNF2323 says the Barca rumors were just that. Rumors. That's He's it. not Figo, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's exactly it. That's a good one. Uh, CR7 in Madrid and I'll cry. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a funny situation, but that's Ronaldo, man. That's Ronaldo, and what what a player. And we're going to have to continue following this saga and just keeping up with the player that is Cristiano Ronaldo and what team he chooses to go to. But in the meantime, we're going to discuss other players in world football Please. that are actively looking for potential suitors to have them, to host them, to accept them into their <laughs> squad and be a part of their system. Yeah. And so we're going to play a game here, including the, the people in the chat want you guys to play along. We're going to be naming off some players. We're going to talk about them for a little bit, but then we're going to predict where they're each going to land. We're going to write down here on a piece of paper where the, where the landing spot is, and then we're going to reveal it to each other to see if we think they're going to the same place. Shh, so go. the first player I want to talk about is Robert Lewandowski. Bobbert. Robert Lewandowski, <laughs> who, Lewandowski. for me, the favorite to land him has to be Barcelona. I think it's the only team that has even showed interest in him. But not only that, for Lewandowski, he's been vocal about... How he's like, honestly, I want to go to Barcelona. He hasn't even mentioned any other team. So this could be a match made in heaven for, honestly, all parties. Yeah. The only thing. What you got? The only thing here, bro. Bayern Munich, because 
Lewandowski still has one year left on his contract. Bayern Munich want north of 50 million euros for this transfer, bro. That's a lot of money for what? He's 33? 33, 34. 33, 34 years age? That's a lot of money for a guy that age. And given the fact he's just a year left on his contract, it's like, I could see if he's like four years left on his contract or something like that, but 55, 50, 60 million for 33-year-old Lewandowski? I understand. The thing is, this would work out for Barcelona if they could nab this guy. I mean, Barcelona at one point signed Luke de Jong as their number (laughs) one striker. They were desperate, desperate for a number nine. Ultimately, they were able to get Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Arsenal last year to kind of cover that space. But Lewandowski, they need more, man. They need more. For, For the size of that club, they need more. Yeah, and the thing is for Lewandowski personally, I think a worry of his was could he keep his goal scoring tally high with players like Pedri, Gavi underneath, Memphis Depay if he stays, Dembele on the other side of the flank. They're just going to feed him, man. This is a really good move for Lewandowski, but I question, especially knowing Barcelona's financial situation, can Barcelona honestly afford him, bro? Like, honestly? I, I don't. Dude, at this point, I don't know. When it comes to money in Barcelona, bro, nah, I, don't I don't know. know but nobody knows, man. Yeah. So, so let's submit so let, our predictions. Yeah, let's, let's submit see. our predictions. Let's see. Our, the chat. Let me see the predictions. Let me see what you guys think. Where is Robert Lewandowski going? Apologies for my, for my handwriting. I don't know if I wrote this. Oh, here we go. Enough. On three. One, two, three. Barcelona. He's staying at Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> I got him they at can't Barcelona, him. man. They can't afford him, bro. Oh, they can't, they're going to find a way. They're going to so? find a way. It's Barcelona, man. They can't do another year. Even though he was solid, they can't do another year at Yang, man. Yeah? They can't. They got to get him over at, uh, at Barcelona. Let's see what the chat is saying. Lua, low-key signs with Man U. If they get rid of Ronaldo, they have they'll have wage space. Yeah, that could Maybe, be that. Wow, that'd be hella low key. Wow. but I'd I'd enjoy that. He broke ties with Bayern. No Prem team will take him. He's not fitting in any of the top six playing styles. PSG doesn't need him. Barcelona is the only destination. It's the only destination. Good point right there. It, you know, it's a great point. Great point. All right, next player we're gonna look move on to is Matthias uh, Matthias Delict. <sighs> Uh, the Juventus center back who made his name. This guy is that. hot on the market He's right hot now, hot on man. the market right now. <laughs> <laughs> made an incredible name for himself with that Ajax semifinal Champions yeah. League squad. He's been at Juventus for a few years, and I'm honestly surprised that he's in the transfer rumor mill. Like yeah. I thought he was going to be Juventus center back for the next 10-plus years, but True. looking for a change of scenery. Yeah. Looking for a change of scenery. He's valued by Juventus. At a whopping 100 million, bro. Yeah. It's because of his age, man. Yeah, I think I think transfer market I, I gives the unbiased value at 80, yeah. 80 mil. So it's it's really, really high. We're talking, you know, top 10 footballer price on the market yeah. right now. Yeah. But it makes sense. You're right. His age, so young, but looks so experienced out on that pitch. Such a big figure at, at the center back. And like you said, He's been so successful at both Ajax and Juventus. This guy is a hot prospect, but for a good reason, yeah, man. I agree. And the, the teams that are potential suitors are interesting. First off, we have Bayern Munich. Yeah. who's looking for a replacement because they lost Nicolas Schul. Yes. The leaks just fits that, that Bayern mold, oh, man. Oh, dude, he does. It just fits him. It, honestly, it just makes sense seeing the leaked in a Bayern jersey. Yeah. Week in, week yeah. out, playing alongside Upa Mecano, and that would shore up Bayern's center back position. I think so. You have Upa Mecano and De Ligt as your two starting center backs. It's over if you're if you're any offensive line in the Bundesliga, bro. Over. Yeah, but this is interesting. Uh, their uh, director Oliver Kahn 
doesn't deny we're happy with the quality we have at center back, but we can improve when it comes to leadership, loudness, and presence. Oh yeah. So he's, he's saying that yeah, we're good with what we have, but he would give us a little bit more that we what, that we don't currently have. I could see Delix basically captaining the side yeah. in five years. Yeah. He could be basically that go-to guy where he is Bayern at that yeah. point. But what's interesting is Chelsea are in the race the other because one. they need center backs, bro. They just let two, go two of their. Two out of yeah, their two. four center backs, yeah. man. Andreas Christensen and Antonio Rudiger. So all that's left is uh, Cesar Espilicueta. Yeah. And um, what's the other Chaloba one? Chaloba is involved. Chaloba um, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. Thiago of course, Silva. Of course, of course, of course, so yeah. of two veterans though, bro. I think Espilicueta is maybe 32. Silva's old. I think yeah, what is that, 35, yeah, yeah, 36? Getting, I don't even know. Older by the season. Absolutely. So for De Ligt to go to Chelsea... They're looking I for think the they same might thing. Need, I think they might need him more. They though. need they, him more. They need him more. It'd be the same thing, though. It'd be the idea that if they can bring Delict over to Chelsea, they would have him in mind to be there for the next seven years yeah. to guide that back yeah. line. This is how important Delict is for both of these teams. <laughs> yeah, man. man. <laughs> this, this is a so big, big, big target right here. Chat, what do you guys think? Where's Delict going? We're about to predict. Yeah. Submit your final predictions. Ooh. Final predictions, chat. Let's see it. Where's Delict going? Some of the comments before we reveal our predictions. 100% at Bayern, says Christian Vera. Yeah. Um, Kimmich, will be, well, Kimmich will be captain of Bayern in Germany in four years. It, encountering your, your uh, De Ligt captain. That's, that's actually a good point. A good point. A good point. That's a good point. Um, Bayern don't want him. They got Mane. Maguire just needs to retire. Waste a spot on Man U. We got some Man U hate going on. Um, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Why Chelsea not? won't get him. Bayern will. So here we go. Final predictions for us. On three, one, two, three. Yeah. All right, we agree on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He's going yeah. to Bayern, man. He's going to Bayern. He's going to Bayern. Not only, not only I think will he be a great fit, but he himself has said, I low-key want to go to Bayern. Yeah. That's it. That's all yeah. it takes. Yeah. I feel like that's all it takes. All right, next player we're going to go with is Rafinha, the uh, Brazilian winger that made a name for himself this past season at least, just dominating oh, that wing. Yeah, bro. A modern winger, just creating so many plays insane pace insane pace can dribble can finish he's got he's got it all man and yeah. he's set to take off and he's going to blow up wherever he goes so this is a big target as well mm -hmm. the team's rumored to potentially get him chelsea once again yeah and this is why i don't think ronaldo will go to chelsea because they're completely focused on rafinha and it makes sense rafinha is just so much younger he's going to be in his prime in the thick of his prime, he has so much to give Chelsea yeah. Football Club out on that wing. And like I said before, Chelsea's front line has been struggling. Werner, Lukaku, Pulisic, Ziyech have all been so inconsistent in front of goal. If Chelsea are able to get Rafinha as that right winger, bro, oh, uh, that's, 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 that's right deadly there. right there, yeah. bro. Deadly. I know initially there was talks of Arsenal trying to go for yeah. Rafinha, but apparently they just weren't willing to pay the price. Yeah. So, but uh, obviously Chelsea just have a little bit more money. So I could, I, I think Arsenal <laughs> basically accepted that they're not going right. to get Rafinha. And the funny thing is, when we talk about price and paying for money, the other team that's involved here is Barcelona. As oh, they yeah. try to, they try to come in. Apparently, they had already agreed to terms between Chelsea and Rafinha. Yes, but Rafinha didn't agree to personal terms. And instead, Barcelona came in and kind of is playing mm. that role of like, hey, Rafinha, if you, yeah. I, I know you're a Barca fan, you're <laughs> down. Come play for your childhood team. No, he is though, because Rafinha said he actually prefers Barcelona over wow. Chelsea. So in this case, he prefers it. But the difference is, the um, 
Leeds have rejected Barcelona's initial offer because it was like 40, 45 million. Chelsea are willing to pay 55 to 60 million. So Leeds are obviously would rather go with the higher price. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't blame yeah. them. So in, the, in that case, I, I think the two suitors here are definitely Chelsea or Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's see, see if Barcelona got. gets away with this one, man. If the, the, the <laughs> if name of Barcelona nab can nab solely on name, bro, yeah. that'd be that'd be a huge get for them. It really would be. And the last player we'll, we're going to talk about is, is predicted. Well, yeah, well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. got predicted. My fault. My fault. Got ahead of myself there. Chat predict. Where's Rafinha going? Is he staying? Nah, there's no chance he's staying. Is he going to Chelsea uh, or Barcelona? Uh, leaves me that money. <laughs> Here we go. In three, two. One, he's going to Chelsea. He's definitely going to Chelsea. He's going to Chelsea. Barca just can't compete with the with the price tag that Chelsea are able to pay. Yeah, no, they just can't. And he, I think he fits the team well there. Too. Oh no, he'll be yeah. successful there. I really do think so. All right, chat. Last player we're going to talk about here in terms of potential transfers is Captain America, the one and only Christian Pulisic, who's being rumored to to want to leave the club because he's looking for more playing time. He's played an interesting role for the Chelsea squad coming in and out of games, being impactful and being good for the squad overall. But I think just on both sides, both teams want more. Some teams, uh, Chelsea expected more from him and Pulisic just wants more of a chance to prove himself. Yeah. So he's looking to leave Chelsea after what was an incredible move for an American player. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I find this whole Chelsea situation really frustrating for Christian Pulisic. He is, no matter how many minutes he gets, America's best player. Yeah. The United States, yeah. international, he is their best player, purely just with IQ, speed, talent, raw ability, dribbling. He is the best player yeah. that, the United Spend, that the United States can offer. And he was a big reason why Chelsea won the Champions League two years ago. A huge reason. His performances in the quarterfinals and in the semifinals in both legs of those games, he was phenomenal, bro. Absolutely phenomenal. And so for him to have a weird season this last year, frustrating. Mm -hmm. And you know, what, you know what I think it is, man? I think there's a, there's a weird rift between him and Tuchel. Tuchel was kind of the reason why Pulisic stopped playing at Dortmund. He ended up going with Jaden Sancho. Pulisic started getting benched. Then Pulisic got the move to Chelsea. And then six months later, Tuchel followed him <laughs> to Chelsea. Pulisic has yeah. a good start, incredible in the Champions League, and then, and then has a weird season where he doesn't get enough opportunity. Yeah. I think this is honestly a weird situation where the coach won't give Pulisic a full opportunity yeah. to show off his true, true skills. Now, one thing I will say... I think Tuchel prefers out-and-out out wingers like a Rafinha, like a potential Sterling. Yeah. Christian Pulisic is not an out-and-out out winger. He's more of a creative winger. He obviously hugs that touchline, but he likes to come inside a lot. He likes to be on the ball. I don't know if Tuchel likes that type of winger. So for that reason, I think that's why Tuchel hasn't given him that same amount of opportunity. But I'm I'm just still frustrated that we're here. Yeah, just, uh, we're, yeah. that we're here. Even though even, that's how I wanted to end, man. I, I don't I'm, want I don't want it to be like this. But the, another thing is, I would rather Pulisic get a lot of minutes because we need him at his best at this World Cup, mm -hmm, man. Mm -hmm. We need him at his best, and I don't I don't like the idea of him having a weird flaky yeah. club situation. Yep. Yeah. Let's look at the chat. Let's see what the chat thinks. Rip Harambe says Christian returns to Dortmund. 
Go back. Yeah, go back go to back, where he started. Go back, yeah. Um, Honestly, that would work out. Tottenham? Question mark? Um, Ant yeah. Velas, 28, says, nah, bro, where would he go? I want him to stay. Jasmine Watts That's says, a good point, though. I think the only place he can go to is Juventus. And they're rumored. And the thing is, that's actually realistic because if Chelsea get the licked, then they can offload Pulisic. And I think they will. And yeah. Juve, Juvent, Juventus would get something out of the delict transfer other than just money. Yeah. So if almost the like delict, yeah. almost like a swap, if the delict transfer goes to Chelsea, which I don't know if it will, I could see Pulisic actually doing well in, in as Juve. I think, I think he fits well over there. Yeah. We got another uh, AG9, AG94 saying Arsenal. It's another one. But let's submit our predictions. Let's sure. see what we think. Final predictions chat. What do y'all think? Where is Christian Pulisic going? Is he staying? Is he leaving? Hey, MLS? <laughs> Austin FC, baby. Austin FC, man. Austin FC. Ruben Ruiz says, Pulisic should go to mid-level teams so he can be a starter 100% of the time. Yeah. Reestablish his value, then make a jump to a big club. Yeah, I Aston love Villa. that idea, honestly. Yeah. That'd Easy, be yeah. dope. He's trying to hop between big clubs. Maybe he needs a smaller club. Yeah. Here we go. Predictions in three, two, one. I got him at Juve. I got him at Chelsea, man. Dang. Solely because I think the list's going to go to Bayern. Chelsea are just going to have no other choice, but they're going to have to keep Pulisic. Yeah. There's not a lot of suitors out there going for Christian, and they're fine with keeping him. I'm just saying solely for Christian, I wish it was better. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. so what we're going to do now, folks, is we're going we're gonna to look at completed transfers, transfers that are that are done and dusted. A little bit of reaction. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to just look through all the, t all the players that have completed their moves and rate them, see what we think about them. Have they been good signings? Have they been bad signings? We're going to go over here to Tier Maker, where we have a star signing, solid contribution, rotation player, a wait and see, and bust tab. Let's rate these players, man. And let's do it by starting with another American, Brendan Aronson. I absolutely love this signing, man. Brendan Aronson, ever since he moved to Salzburg, bro. He, so he moved in the January transfer window. Six months later, he's making his debut in the Champions League, right? Yeah. And he looked comfortable yeah. in that Salzburg lineup, yeah. man. I'm like, dang, he's getting in some good touches. Dude, he was key he's that active. game where they beat Bayern. Yeah, was, yeah. He was key in that key, game, man. man. He's honestly did not realize how good Aronson could be. <laughs> yeah. And that move to Salzburg was perfect for his career. Absolutely perfect because the trajectory to go from Salzburg to Leeds, I think is perfect yeah. for him, man. I think he's going to really fill in that spot that Rafinha is ultimately going to leave. Uh, now, is he as good as Rafinha? No. I think that's going to be a little bit tough for him to fill those shoes in that exact way. But I think he brings a different dimension. Yeah. He's much more of a dribbler. Honestly, low-key similar to Pulisic in the sense that he really does like to come inside and create a little bit more yeah. rather than just go down that wing. I like Brendan Aronson at Leeds, and obviously he's joining fellow American coach, Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. So where do we put him? We got him as a rotation player, solid contribution, star signing. I got him solid, I got him solid. contributor. I got him solid. Let's do solid. I think he's going to be starting most games or actively, actively coming yeah. off the bench. Hey, Chad agrees. Ethan Arce says solid contribution as well. All right, we're good. We're on the same page here. Next up, Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams also going to Leeds. Also, yeah, also. Also going to yeah. Leeds. Um, so obviously... I'm, I'm shaking on Tyler, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking on going, Tyler. Going, I'm shaking because I, I feel like he struggles a lot in possession. I feel like he's not that good of a creative player. Obviously, he plays more of a defensive role. He does. And he can do his job well there. But when he's on the ball and when they're looking for openings, for gaps, he's not the guy to trust, man. And Leeds, 
let's keep in mind, just lost Calvin Phillips. Exactly. Who not only was a good midfielder, he was a star, man. Yeah, I know. A star. Yeah. He's going to Man City now. Yeah. And Tyler Adams is what? The replacement for him? Or he's at least going to be in that same area of the park. He's not going to be able to fill those shoes, man. And we saw that Calvin Phillips had to play a, a very high level of football oh, in order man. to keep that team alive. Tyler Adams is going to have a big responsibility, man. I'm scared Huge, for him, bro. man. I'm scared. I'm afraid of what this might look like. A player that is unproven in the Premier League, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, man. I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, I don't know if I have him as even a rotation player. We might have to just wait and see for him, man. That's okay. my case for that. Yeah, yeah. For me, I actually completely agree. I see Tyler Adams. What's interesting is that the way that he plays is actually very similar to Calvin Phillips. Both of them being box to box midfielders. Yep. Yep. Tyler Adams' biggest advantage that he brings to the pitch is his physicality. Adams does not stop running. And he's yeah, completely happy to get physical. And that's something that leads need, especially if you're trying to replace Phillips, right? So the thing is, from a signing perspective, I think Adams is the right type of player if you want to keep that same type of box-to-box midfield play. I think it's a good signing. And I will say this, to Adams' credit, he has improved specifically over last season. I think last season was his best season at Leipzig. I will say, though, it took him a long time yeah, to adapt. Yeah, yeah. It, took, it took Adams it a, a long time. time to adapt to the Bundesliga. But this last year, I thought, was his best season in the Bundesliga. So I think him going to Leeds, a team that almost got relegated, yeah. I think will actually be good for him. Yeah. And I, I, I see him as a rotational player. I think he will have a... I think he will have... I a, don't know about that yet. Let's we, see what the chat we Let's got, have the chat decide. Ruben Ruiz says, Adams, probably wait and see. And uh, Ant Velas 28 says, wait and see. I think he will be okay. Won't be crazy, but give him time. Yeah. Zibby 326 says, bust. So <laughs> it's wait and see and under for everybody in the chat. But wait go, and see. We got to go wait and see. But I do think he'll be better than people are going to give him credit okay. for. Okay. Karima Adeyemi. The player that went from RB Salzburg to Borussia Dortmund for $32 million. Yes. How's he going to do, man? Well, he's a certified baller just as far as the way that he plays. Excellent off the dribble. Uh, very creative. And honestly, can play in yeah. any position on the front offense. If you need him to play in kind of that center position, he can. Yeah. If you need him to play out wide and play as a winger role, he absolutely can. Um, Adeyemi obviously had a really good goal scoring record this oh, past dude, season. He's a monster, man. I think what was it, 19 goals yeah. and 29 appearances or yeah. something like that? So he's an absolute monster in Salzburg. Not that it's hard to score in the Austrian Bundesliga, but 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 I think he he had a good goal scoring rate in the Champions League. There's gonna be paired up with Malin to up front now at Dortmund. I don't know if they'll be able to replace that attacking force that was Holland. Right. But they'll still have something exciting to look forward to this season. Yeah. So let's let's predict. Let's see where he goes. I think I have him as a solid contribution. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, th- I think he's going to be starting most games. And, and another good thing about uh, Adeyemi is that Dortmund have proven that pacey players are successful in their squad. Jaden Sancho, Pulisic when they were mm-hmm. there, uh, Marco Royce. You think about all of these type of players. They're all pacey, man. Um, and even Holland, although number nine, incredibly fast, incredibly physical, very, very athletic. They like players like this, and Adeyemi fits that bill, yeah, bro. Man. You think about players Prototype. that have, you think of players that have failed at Dortmund. You have like Chiro Immobile, Paco Alcacer, um, Adrian Ramos, all of them slow type players. Yeah. So even though Adeyemi hasn't played in a big league, I think he's going to translate to the Bundesliga really well. Yeah, let's look at the the, the chat. Chat says rotation player. He's going to be switching with Sebastian Haller. 
We got we to remember, they just got him too. They, yeah, Holler, I think, is the direct but replacement I, I think, for Holland. Yeah. I don't think they got yeah. Adeyemi to replace yeah. Holland. If Adeyemi's FIFA potential has anything to say about him, he should be good. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, brother. We're going solid? I'm going solid, let's man. Let's go solid. All right, and since we're speaking about him, let's talk about Erling Holland, the Man City wonder boy, the wonder kid who has made a, scene for, a name for himself in world football with just an insane goal-scoring rate that can only be compared to the, the Messis, the Ronaldos of the world. Yeah. He chose Man City. He has gone, he's selected to go to the Premier League. He's going to be a part of that system now where he's constantly going to be fed balls everywhere from Bernardo Silva, Phil Foden. The whole squad the whole is going to be built around Erling Holland scoring goals. What kind of impact does he have on the Premier League? Chat, let me know. Is he a star signing or is he going to be a bust, man? <laughs> <laughs> let me know because the first thing that we've talked about in the past is Erling Holland's suspicious injury history. Right. But ultimately, when he is healthy, which he is, I would say, 75% of the league, the dude only knows how to score he goals. He only knows. So for me, for me, this is the biggest signing of the summer. Yeah. It doesn't matter who else signs. Uh, alongside Mbappe staying at Paris, this is the biggest signing of the summer. We've kind of inducted Holland and Mbappe as the heir to Messi and Ronaldo mm -hmm. as far as the modern football is concerned. So for Holland to choose Manchester City, already one of the best teams in the world, this is huge. So for me, it's not about how many goals Holland will score. It's not about when Holland oh. will score. It's about how far does Holland take this Manchester City team. We know City can win the league without a Holland-type player. What's the one thing they're missing, brother? And, and it's, it's so apparent. It is the UEFA Champions League. This right. is it. This will honestly probably define Holland's legacy these next two, maybe three years. City need to win it now. There's no more excuse for Pep. No, they, There's no, no more excuse, excuse for the bro. squad. No more. It's done. Yeah, they've it's, got yeah. the number nine that yeah. they have been dreaming of. Holland will take Manchester City to the heights of European football. And I, obviously, that is the idea here. Can he win the Champions League with his team? And the thing is, similar to how Ronaldo went to Madrid to do the same thing, this is why Holland chose Manchester yeah. City. Chad is saying star signing, star signing everywhere. Star man. Signing, I'm seeing brother. nothing but stars. Holland's going to be like Messi in Barcelona when he was in his prime, a certified star. One comment says, I think he does struggle a bit with the physicality. The Bundesliga striker transition to the prem has been sketchy. It Look has. at Werner, for example. Interesting point, but all in all, we're going to have to go with star signing for, for Holland. Have to. And since we're speaking of stars, established stars with histories here, let's talk about Sadio Mane. The Liverpool legend who decided to make the jump from Prem to Bundesliga after spending six illustrious years at Liverpool. He's now going to be in Bayern. Just, I guess, just winning silverware, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great signing for Bayern. Signing, Getting right? him on a free. He's, what, I think only 30 years old. Yeah. And he, he's still ruthless in front of goal and creates absolute havoc against any back line that he attacks, man. So this is an excellent signing. I'm going to go ahead and say star I'm signing so, yeah. for Bayern Munich. Um, but we were just kind of talking about this just to kind of put a different point of view on this. It's kind of sad that Liverpool just kind of let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he still had men. He still has a lot left in the He's tank, man. So that's much that's, that's why give. I think Byron got such a good deal on yes. it because he has he hasn't lost a step, man. He was one he, you could argue he was Liverpool's best player last season with how clinical he was, especially how how big of a player he is in big games, man. Yeah. It's usually Sadio Mane who stepped up in big games rather than Mo Salah. 
And that stood out to me a lot, man, because that yeah. matters. That matters in football, man, in, in major tournaments. Yeah. Byron now has that immediate yep. Robert Lewandowski replacement if he does leave. Yeah. And it's going to be a, an incredible signing. And it's going to be a player yeah. that is going to attract all those Senegalese fans. Yeah. It's going to be a, a great thing to see him in that Byron jersey. Yeah. And it's just, I think this is an immediate star signing, man. Immediate star signing. Chat, what are we thinking? Completely agree, though, because Mane, you could argue, has been more consistent than Mohamed Salah. Although Salah has probably reached greater heights. Yeah, yeah of course. So of course. that's that, that's why I'm just a little bummed that Liverpool are just like, yeah, man, we, we can't convince ourselves yeah. to sign you to a top, top contract. Yeah. So have fun in Germany. Have that's fun, essentially yeah. what they said. Comments are saying him and Davies murder not just the Bundesliga, but also the, the Champions League. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, for, I'm excited to see Mane in a Bayern shirt. Honestly, yeah. like for as sad as I am to see him leave Liverpool, I am oh, excited yeah. I think he's gonna to love see it, what he can do with Bayern, bro. Mane is star, gonna be dangerous in the Champions League next year. Yeah. No question, star. This is the next jump, but he has to go show out. These next few years will be crucial for him. Imagine I do agree. Bayern play Liverpool, bro. Like oh. immediately in the Champions League, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. That'd be dark. That'd be dark. Star signing and <laughs> star signing, man. That'd be really dark. <laughs> so since we're on the topic of Liverpool, we gotta talk about I think the second most expensive signing behind Chua Many, mm-hmm. Darwin Nunez, going for like sixty four million Nunez. to Liverpool. This is essentially the money replacement. This is the the next guy up for Liverpool. Yeah, we got Nunez from uh, from Benfica after an incredible season where he had twenty plus league goals and made a name for himself in the Champions League. Liverpool played against them. They saw his talent up front, and then in the classic Liverpool way. They signed a player that really showed out against them during the Champions League. They did the yeah. same thing with me and Amino. Yeah. And now it's a question of, is he going to succeed? Is is the price tag worth the name? Being an Atletico fan, I have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to price tag in Portuguese <laughs> players, brother. And yeah, Joe Fel- yeah, jo jo Felix, bro. And I'm a, I, the first thing I questioned when Nunez was put on the market was his price tag. That much, That's a lot, that much for a guy who plays in Portugal. I'm just, I'm, the, the thing is, he was good in the Champions League. He yeah. scored, I think, what, six goals? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, that, and like quality goals. Quality goals. stood out to me the most. But I'm just like, what's, what did you say, 70 million? Uh, yeah, 64 million. 60, is what I saw, 64, yeah. 65 million. That is a lot for, for a player who had, who, who, oh, the, who the year prior, before this past season, had like four goals in, in the Portuguese league. That's like his thing. jump just happened. Right. And Liverpool bought in right away. That's Chat, what, what are y'all thinking, man? Yeah, what are y'all thinking? That's my biggest yeah. thing. I, I could see I could see that price tag if he had another year of this or if he kind of did what Holland did, go from like Salzburg to Dortmund, if he went from like Benfica to for, to, to just a uh, slightly bigger yeah. team. I could see that happening. Like if he went to like Inter Milan and did the same thing. I could see then Liverpool being like, okay, let's get Nunez for 70 Absolutely. mil. But already, already, I question bro. that, man. I'm a little worried, though. I know. I get the concern. But let's talk about the other side where, what if it works out, man? Because Uruguay and Liverpool have always, they, they work in unison, man. <laughs> they're, one, they're, one, they're just the, the unlikely partnership that came to be with Luis Suarez just shining at Liverpool. What if Nunez just destroys the Premier League? Yeah. What if he just finds a way to just fit into that league and just be a star from the, from, the, from the first day? Yeah. Then Liverpool suddenly has a star on their hands for the next 10 plus years. That and the thing is, that's why I actually at the end of the day love this signing because when you look at Nunez's raw talent, bro, 
there's there's something there. There's not something. not only something there's, something. there's something big. Yeah. There's something big because Nunez is physical. He's incredibly athletic. But not only explosive, that, dude, his ex- he's so explosive. explosive. The his ability to create a yard of space within a split second is honestly unparalleled. Holland esque, in my opinion, in that sort of explosive type of manner. But not only that, his spatial awareness inside the box or off the line when he's trying to make a run is very, yeah. very high for how young he is, uh, IQ wise. I like what Nunez has to offer. I just wonder if the price tag will get to him, especially since mm. he's going to one of the biggest and most successful clubs in Europe right now. Comments are saying Jasmine Watts says, I say solid. Ethan said 22 says solid contribution. Coach Parker Perry says solid. So not everyone no thinking stars. stars. No stars. Uh, stars. AG, AG94 says wait and see, to be honest. Uh, and Velas27, 28 says this is tough. I would say solid and wait and see. So not a single star. But I think is I agree. I think I'm I, mo- agree. I think for now, I would go with solid contribution. I think anything below that isn't fair to him, but above that, he needs to prove it. So for me, it's solid. Yeah. Where are you at? Low key, I agree with uh, he'll probably be solid, but honestly, a wait and see. Because okay. if you're going to sign a player like Nunez, you need him to score at least 20 goals this season. And is he going to do that this year? I'm going to have to wait and see, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are we going to go? We just mean the middle rotation player? <laughs> <laughs> let the, uh, I'm a Liverpool fan. You got let me. You got let me have take the edge. Let me go. Take, we'll solve contribution. The take it. We'll stay in the prem now with Gabriel Jesus. Wow. Gabi Gold. That's the third Gabi they have on their team, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah the, they have Gabriel the center back and, and Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah, the yeah. third Gabi. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel Jesus for 45 million left Man City and is going to Arsenal because of the overhaul that's happening in Man City with Holland coming with Holland in. Holland coming in, yeah. They had to get rid of Gabriel Jesus. And yeah. Dude, I got some takes on this one because okay. as a Liverpool fan, the number one player that I became most fearful of when I faced Man City, when I faced Man City, like I played, when we <laughs> faced Man City, was Gabriel Jesus, man. Mm. Gabriel Jesus is a big game player. Oh yeah, He steps up every big game for them, man. He's always there. He at least gets a goal or an assist. He's actively dangerous, and he's the player that I fear the most. And so I'm happy as a Liverpool fan to see them get rid of Gabriel Jesus. Yes, they get Holland, but I'm just like, man, Gabriel Jesus is gone, man. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Not, don't worry about that anymore. And I think Arsenal got themselves a gem of a player because I think, so. I think he's a little underrated because of that system that he played at Man City. I think he's going to shine at Arsenal, man. I'm really excited for Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal. Completely agree because the reason why I think Gabriel Jesus wasn't as successful was the system. Obviously, Pep likes to play a heavily possessive uh, base style of football, whereas Gabriel Jesus, he's more of like a just running behind type of player. He's not, he's not. I would say his biggest weakness is his back to goal. And the thing is, that's why Pep ultimately went with a false nine because Gabriel Jesus couldn't really do that build-up play that Pep wanted. Yeah, yeah. He so he's like, weaknesses. So he's he like does. you know what? Let me put in Bernardo Silva in that yeah. position because I know that Silva has the ball handles to play with his back to goal, whereas Gabriel Jesus just didn't have that. What's interesting about this Arsenal signing is that I think he goes to a team that will kind of play more to his talents, that'll just be more a little bit more direct. I think they'll send in a lot more crosses to him, and they're going to be feeding him, man. They're going to be feeding him like crazy. Uh, I, um so I'm really excited for what Arsenal had to provide specifically for Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, I'm excited. I agree. I agree, man. He has his weaknesses, but I think Man City also exposed his weaknesses a lot with the system that they had. They asked, 
things of him that he wasn't capable of doing. That's Whereas what I'm saying. Arsenal, I don't think they will. I think they'll ask what they what they need from him is exactly what he can do. Yeah. And so, Chad, what do we think about Gabriel Jesus? We have Coach Parker Perry saying, I wish Jesus the best, but man, I hate Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> the price tag holds him from star for right now. This is tough. I would say I would say solid and wait and see. Wait and see, to be honest. I can see him with 20 goals next season. Same. Okay. What's so, interesting, though, I will say this. A similar player to Gabriel Jesus, honestly, was Alexander Lacazette, who just left Arsenal after being there for five years. Yeah. And ultimately, man... Same haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, Lacazette had a lackluster five years, man. He only averaged 11 goals a season. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that a similar type player... Couldn't figure it out at Arsenal. And they ended up having to get Aubameyang to fill in that role. And Aubameyang is different compared to uh, yeah, absolutely, Jesus absolutely. and Lacazette. Yeah. So I wonder, maybe Jesus is just not successful in the Prem. I don't know There's yet. A chance. I think we have to wait and see, yeah? I, but, I, see. but I also feel like he'll be a good contributor. Because I, like, I feel like Arsenal need this type of player, man. So, but but I, I, I agree. This could be a wait and see or a solid contribution. <sighs> Let's go wait and see. Wayne C. All right. Yeah, we'll go Wayne C. Wish him the best. Sucks that he's gone, but this will def but he will definitely go crazy in Arsenal, says Alexis Hendrick 17. All right, great. So now what we're gonna do is move on a little bit quicker. We're gonna take we'll go a little quick some quick fire here. Oh, quick fire. Going through the players all here. Right, right. And uh hearing what the chat has to say and then putting them wherever we think they fit best. So next up is Ive Bisuma. All right, you Bisuma. Chat, how do we feel about Bisuma? Real quick, 10 second take on Bisuma. What you got? I'm a little bit confused as to why Tottenham signed him because they have Hoiberg and Rodrigo Bentancur already in the defensive midfield positions. Bisuma is an elegant player, but he's not as dynamic and he doesn't cover as much space as Hoiberg. So I purely see Bisuma as rotational, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I think for $25 million, he's going to fulfill that rotational yeah. role. He wasn't too expensive, so I think they got a good deal in a player that is already proven in the Premier League. Yes. So I do think they have some sort of reliance and stability with Basuma on the squad. So I think rotation player fits best for Basuma. I think so. And it, it kind of sucks because he was immense for Brighton. But for Tottenham, yes. it's a little bit uh, yes. different level. Yes. Next up, Frank Kessier, the player that's going from AC Milan to Barcelona. Yeah. Interesting move from their perspective, man. This is yeah. a hardworking midfielder. Uh, reminiscent of like Paulinho, I think. I yeah, feel, I see him as that's like a, a good more one. technical Paulinho. Or like a Casemiro. Yeah, yeah. yeah throwing Vidal, maybe. I, can, I see yeah. similarities of that. Yeah. And so I can see him fulfilling a good role for Barcelona, providing stability in that midfield and just fighting for balls, man. This guy's a warrior, dude. Yeah. Com a warrior. Completely agree. I think he'll provide that general aspect in the midfield. Playing alongside Sergio Busquets, maybe even be a potential ultimate replacement to Busquets, no. who's not getting any younger. But having that solidity in the center of the park around, uh, alongside young players like Gavi, Pedri, Dembele up top, yeah. I think it's going to be huge for Barcelona. This is an excellent signing from a Barca perspective. I say solid, solid, solid contribution. Solid I'll agree with that. Yeah. Next up is Calvin Phillips. Calvin from Phillips. Leeds to Man Manchester City. They snatched him, bro. They snatched him. I'm mad that he went to City, bro. Honestly, because Manchester City already have exceptional defensive midfielders in Rodri. Yeah. And, and not only that, Gundogan as well. Yeah. So why does Pep need Phillips? Well, I think Fernandinho's leaving, right? I know, and I think, I think, dude, Gundogan is injury prone, bro. That's true. He has trouble. That's and, true. and I think that outside of Rodri, you do need a more solid backup. Gundogan is incredible, man. I, I love Gundogan, but he does tend to leave games and is is absent at times because yeah. of his injury. So I think Calvin Phillips is going to be 
A rotational player for Manchester City. Rotational at best. Yeah. And I, I see something very similar to Jack Grealish, man. We didn't really see him last year solely because of yeah. the amount of talent that's in his position. Yeah. It's the same thing here for me, man. Mm. There's too much talent in that midfield specifically. And Pep, I pr I honestly think, probably prefers Rodri as the number oh, one Oh, absolutely. Starter. That's the thing. He's not going to become the starter right away because exactly. Rodri played so well this he, past he's season. He's amazing. So it's he's rotation. Rotation. Rotation written all over him, and, man. And it sucks because he's, he's one of England's Best midfielder. Yeah, I would say he's a, they just signed the second best midfielder from England. Yeah. If you put uh, Declan Rice first and then maybe Jude Bellingham. Maybe Jude next, yeah. Yeah. Next up, Rudiger, who got oh, to Real Madrid on a free, bro. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. a free. The yeah. Champions League winning side improved their defensive squad. And now it's a question of, do you think he starts right away? Do you think he's going to fiddle with, with tinker with, with the players that are already there in Alaba and Militao? Yeah. Where does Rudiger go? Where does he fit in this this mold around Madrid because keep in mind, he played in a back five with Chelsea. He did, so and there's always space. Be, yeah, now there's going to be a back four. Does yeah. he succeed? And <sighs> will he be able to live up to that Real Madrid, I guess just hype that is overall, that's usually given to these players? Yeah, that's kind of what's confusing about this signing is because Madrid already have Nacho, Militao, and Alaba, which Alaba is a similar transfer because they got him on a free from Bayern, another big Damn, type of team. Yeah. So they're just making good signings all around, not spending too much money. So this is, I think this is an excellent signing and low key, I think Rudiger's better than Militao. I think so. Too. I think he's going to yeah. come in and play alongside yeah. Alaba as the starting center back. So I have this as an excellent signing, solid contributor. Solid. Yeah, I think so because, dude, he, he's such a leader too. His energy is infectious, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I'm watching Chelsea or Germany, He's just like more prominent on the TV screen because he's just constantly yelling, running like a mania. Like he's fighting <laughs> for the ball. Yeah. I like him and I'm going to go with solid contribution as well. Chat, what do y'all think about Rudiger? Ethan Arce22 says, better than Militao. Yankees fan 21370 says, star signing. Interesting takes here. Interesting takes. It, it's a really good signing. I like it, it, I, it's like right in between star signing and like it, this is like above solid contributor. This yeah. is like excellent contribution. Yeah, I think one player that is probably going to fall in that star signing slot is going to be Chuameni. Yeah? Chuameni, the most expensive player this offseason. Yeah. $85 million from Monaco to Real Madrid. Real Madrid now has Federico Valverde. Chuameni. Camavinga. 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 Yeah, yeah. Just like that, they have three backups for Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro, the five-time Champions yeah. League winners. What a move, man. This move to me was just, this had Real Madrid written all over it. All over it. The moment I saw it, I was like, they've done it again, man. They got <laughs> their guy. They got their, <laughs> they guy. got their guy. And now they're good for the next five to ten years in that midfield position. Oh, my God, bro. That is assuming Chuameni lives up to his hype. Yes. And he doesn't become a bust. Right. And the thing is, when I look, when you look at the way Chuameni plays, there's so much to like. He's incredibly physical, honestly, kind of like a box-to-box -box midfielder, but the dude can attack. Yeah, He's dude. an excellent dribbler, so incisive as far as just taking on players. He's not afraid mm -mm. To, to show off his handles. But not only that, he does the dirty side of the midfield job and defends like crazy. Chuameni could be a generational talent in, this, in, in, a, in that midfield position. Here's my thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, <laughs> <laughs> you just named why he won't play. Cruz, Modric, Casemiro. Sure, sure. Camavinga came into this squad last year as not like a Chuameni, but similar in his elegance and his raw talent. And Camavinga only had a rotational type of performance to give all season for Madrid last year, even though he has exceptional talent. 
even though Modric is like, you know, getting really yeah, getting yeah. up there. Yeah, he's getting up there. He's really getting up there. I think Casemiro's 30, 31 years of age. So he's not getting any younger. And Cruz is also, I think, 32, 33. Yeah. I don't think uh I don't think Ancelotti is gonna be like, let me put in the kid. I don't think so. I don't know, man. Even no matter he's, how he's good he thing, is. Man. Just because Paul McCartney doesn't sing all the songs doesn't mean he's not a legend, bro. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get playing time. Every time that he plays, I think he's gonna make a name for himself and prove to Ancelotti that, hey man, I gotta start. I deserve to start. The re- they bought him for way too much for him to not get consistent minutes. That's what scares me the most. And with the players getting older, they're gonna they're not gonna play every game, man. They're Absolutely not. not. And so I think he has even more inc- more incentive to just go with the youth. And given that they're actually really good players, I think they're gonna show that, hey, like. The, the changing of the guard, we're ready. We're ready, coach. Like, it's time. But that's the thing, though. How how good was Luka Modric last year? Exceptional. Incredible. Still incredible. He's yes. irreplaceable, even though he's like, what, 36, 38? I don't even know how old he is anymore. Yeah. Um, so he's irreplaceable, meaning Chouameni's just going to have to rotate. I don't see Ancelotti being like, look, I understand the new guard is here, but the old guard's too damn good. They're too yeah, damn yeah, good. Yeah. So for me, I have Chuameni rotational this year. Dude, I looked down at the chat. We got some hot tanks stringing up. Ethan Arza 22 says, best midfield squad ever. Hot take. I yeah. think he's talking about, uh, about uh, Casemiro, Modric, and Cruz. Mm-hmm. I honestly might agree. Yeah. Super sub, like what they did with Camavinga last season is what he's predicting for Chuameni. Right. And Cam- that's what I see. I see yeah. uh, he'll be a good contributor, but solely off the bench, man. He's never going to start just, in big games. I just don't feel right putting a player that was the most expensive player this offseason as a rotational player, And man. that's what Madrid do. That's business. <sighs> They'll pay any price. That doesn't sit right with me, but <laughs> since you got the chat backing you up, we'll go with but we'll go rotation. I, you make a great point, though, because what we could see, what Madrid are building up to in three years, is a potential midfield three of a prime Chuameni Camavinga and throw in a deep-lying uh, Valverde. Yeah. That would be incredible as the heir to the Cruz, Modric, Casemiro. Yeah. Three last players here to dictate where they land on this, uh, this chart. We got Fabio Vieira from uh, FC Porto Arsenal. Just what an interesting player to get. The leader in assists in the Portuguese league. Signs with Arsenal and now they have even more depth in that attacking midfielder role yeah. right behind Odegaard. I'm bust, not convinced. Bust. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I, funny. Yeah, we both agree. I'm not <laughs> convinced. Don't <laughs> even wait and see? You don't want to wait and see? Come on, give him some time, man. He's got, <laughs> he, I know he's a little skinny. Let him grow some muscle, Let man. him grow some, yeah. No, honestly, though. Like, <laughs> that's a great point. Bro, Vieira, man, for as good as he was in the Portuguese League and for as solid as he was in the Champions League, I think Vieira has a lot missing in his gameplay and uh, here's here's proof to kind of back that up if you look at all the portuguese midfielders that have come up from from portugal that have been high profile but their careers haven't turned out ivan cavalero william carvalho andre gomish even renato sanchez to an extent they all have one big thing in common they're slow on the ball all of those four players i listed are a little slow on the ball sanchez is interesting because He's just really muscular. So he needs to figure out his body type before he can actually uh, figure that out. Because yeah, when Sanchez is on it, he might be one of the best midfielders in the world. Thing is, he's just a little sloppy. But the other midfielders, Cavalero, Carvalho, and Gomez, they were such high-profile signings coming out of Portugal when they were in Portugal. And they all struggled. 
They all struggled solely because of coming how, into the most physical league. That's what I'm world, saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Physical league. And when you look at midfielders or Portuguese players in general that have been successful, Jota recently, Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, Bruno yeah. they're all incredibly quick. Yeah. Incredibly quick. Vieira is anything but quick, brother. He's <laughs> he, he is he is he is elegant. Yeah. He's smooth. But the man is he's not fast on the ball. Yeah. His decision making is a little slow. I have low key either a wait and see or just a bust straight up, depending on what Arteta expects. Yeah. If Arteta yeah. signed him to immediately come into this position and play, then it's a it's a bust because he's not going to do that. But if Arteta signed him to be good in three years, then it's a wait and see. Chat says, I think he is a rotation for the young player, rotational player for being such a young player. Ethan Arce 22 says rotational as well. I just think this move was slightly short-sighted, man. That's all. I think nah. it's slightly short-sighted. Well, that's another. I agree because they already have Tomas Partey there, uh, who's way better than uh, Vieira is right now. Mm -hmm. And not only that, Arsenal are trying to get Tielemans. Arsenal are trying to get Yuri Tielemans. If they get Tomas Partey and Yuri Tielemans, and they keep Granite Shaka, Vieira ain't playing. Yeah, he ain't playing, man, because yeah. he's not even close to Martin Odegaard's position. Is done in that point. Vieira's right. Vieira's for me a wait and see or bust. I agree. Let's go with uh, let's go with wait and see. All right. Wait and see. And now just these two players, last for the real quick, Richarlison. I think he's a solid contribution. I think he's going to have a good role at Tottenham, man. Yeah, I think so too. This is a great, great signing. When Richarlison went to Watford, immediate impact. When immediate. he went to Everton, the best player. Fan over, favorite. Fan favorite for the last three seasons, man. Richarlison is going to have a big, positive impact.